No, no. If you drink you too know? much of it, there's plenty yeah. of people out there that will get creepy. But yeah. <laughs> but that's not what we intended. No, um, no, no. This but is yeah, great. It's, it's a good beer. It holds yeah. up, and we love it. Yeah. And quite honestly, you know, in 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 a in a marketplace that is craft beer now, uh, I think people play the the profit game, mm-hmm. and they have to, especially coming out of what we just came out of I, yeah. I think it's smart mm-hmm. but there's still plenty of room to just brew the beers that you want to brew and mm-hmm. that you like mm-hmm. it's not chasing trends or right. you know what I mean and I think San Diego has done a really damn good job of a bunch of breweries being trailblazers yeah. and 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 like great. honing in on the craft and like really trying to perfect it and yep. really trying like I think we were talking was it well, I think we were talking with Nate or Clayton at Epic, and mm-hmm. they were saying, like, you know, Nate will just brew the same beer, but always do small tweaks. Yeah. Always exactly. do small things. And, so, and, like, to beers that have won medals, and you're like, well, why are you tweaking the recipe? Yeah, like, if you... Because if there's broke, always an it. opportunity. There's yeah. always something that can change a little bit or mm-hmm. try something new to make it a little bit better. Like, it's kind of that thing, like, there isn't that perfect recipe like because there's always an opportunity to to try something and be creative and yeah. enhance on something that you know is good and try to always make it better. Yeah. Right. 100%. Which is I think why San Diego beer continues to um enhance and grow in the way that it has is because people aren't just going to settle for a style or a recipe once it wins a medal or something they're going to continue to try to tweak it to make continue to keep it at the best and yeah. make it better than it was when it won a medal. Right, right. There's definitely, that's 100% correct. And I think in a weird way, we kind of, it's a good thing, but we might have shot ourselves in the foot because now our fan base expects it. Mm-hmm. They expect innovation. They expect new. They expect improved. Mm-hmm. And so that puts mm-hmm. the onus on us to to deliver that. But it's 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 hard. It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard to to one make a beer that's going to stand apart from in this town at least, um, especially in this country now. And then on top of that, like once you strike oil, like continue to do that time yeah. and time again, it's daunting. That's any. I think that that's any business. Mm-hmm. Any business that has been considered the top, they have to come out with something that tops it each and every time. You know, take Tesla and Apple. For example, yeah, like yeah. each year they coming out with something else that has, you know, with their brand that's going to come out to be more innovative than the last time because they have to keep topping it because now as the consumer, mm-hmm. we're expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, I, don't and know, I think that, I don't that goes that the means, same right? thing. Yeah. I think that goes the same thing with beer. Like if if I'm looking at your can and I see this great artwork. Right. So when you say you're coming out with something new. I'm going to first go for the artwork. I'm going to be like, okay, they nailed it with the yeah. fucking skeletons and the speedboat. Now what they're going to do? What are they going to surprise me with? You know? Yeah. So that same thing. You're raising your own bar yeah. and expectations. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what that means for the, for the, for the community. Like, you know, you brought Apple and Tesla and like, there's been plenty of releases that, you know, the consumer has gone. Oh, is this all that? This yeah. is the same thing that you gave us last time, and 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 just a different little thing that's not probably worth it. New packaging. Yeah, and so <laughs> at some point, when do you reach terminal velocity? I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, at least in this space, kind of like in the culinary space or any any artistic endeavor, uh, there's room. There's always room for improvement, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I, yeah. I, I do believe. So. I mean, craft beer wouldn't be here if it wasn't um, like that because we would Hell still yeah. do it, but light and. And Miller, you know what I mean? Let's still be doing that. 
Yeah, I like myself, of course, banquet once in a while. <laughs> you know, I, like. I mean, but, you know, thinking about like There's they, a time and place. Right, that they thought uh, <laughs> that this beer can go somewhere else. Yeah. That mm -hmm. it doesn't have to stay in this particular space, you know, mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. this wheat space. Mm -hmm. It could it could actually go and taste, you know, a lot different and, and go a lot of different places. So I think that that part, too, is what people are looking at. They're like, mm, how is beer going to, you know, jump off this next time? That, you know? That's such a that's such <laughs> a weird and interesting point. I was, uh, you know, Brandon from uh, Black Beer Travelers. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we were doing this event and he invited me to, to, to give like a little talk at this event downtown. And. At the end of it, I, you know, I asked like, hey, does anybody have questions? Or I think he asked like, does anybody have any yeah, questions yeah. for Jeff and stuff? And it was interesting because there was a gentleman and he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, what's next? Mm. And he kind of stuck me. And I was like, what do you mean what's next? And he goes, yeah, so like, what's next? Mm -hmm. And I go, I'm, this is weird because we're so preoccupied with wanting to know what you want. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there going, what are you going to give me? And yeah. so it's this it's this weird tug tug of war with yep. the marketplace and staying true to authenticity and being genuine. Mm -hmm. And it takes me back to like, you know, Steve Jobs, I think, said that it's like people don't want people don't know what they want until you give it to them. Exactly. And I think that that's it. Could, you're running the risk of sounding a little bit like pompous, but it really is that like we're mm -hmm. the experts, we're the pros. And you are the, the aficionados. And at some point, the market will react to what we put it into it. And then you you adjust. But it all starts with the creators. Yep. The creators need to be the innovative front. They need to give the masses what, what they they like because mm -hmm. they know best, mm -hmm. right, in a lot of cases. And then if the market doesn't like it, they'll let you know. Mm -hmm. And that, that's just mm -hmm. that's a beautiful interaction. It's a beautiful dance yeah. with, mm -hmm. with, with the public, yeah. you know? And also allows you to get better to, or to think of something outside the box. Mm -hmm. when you do those mm -hmm. particular things instead of just thinking of it like I've given you this product you're going to like it right. today right <laughs> right now because this I is said. all you're getting <laughs> you know and so for to have that feedback it's like oh well maybe we messed up on that particular one let's let's go back to to try to perfect this one and let's put that one on the back burner until we can figure out where it needs to be tweaked so that people can like it it's very humbling yeah, yeah for sure yeah that makes a lot of sense um, what do you personally think is the most important thing for adults to keep in mind when they consume alcohol? Uh, well, from personal experience, I think you just got to keep in mind that you never, you, you, it's never comfortable to lose your ambitions. It's never a, a nice feeling to have the regret stage of the next morning. Mm -hmm. Overconsumption typically is going to do that. Mm -hmm. And even the if walk you're, of shame. the walk of shame, <laughs> the walk of shame, the where the fuck are my keys? Yeah, right? all of that anxiety, man. You just, yeah, you, it gets old quick. The and hangover you, that last week. The hangover. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, that's not a really good pitch for booze, but, mm -hmm. but, um, but you it's forget kinda, things, yeah. you feel shitty right. for three days. Yeah, like, but yeah, yeah. some great, great right. products. There's some great products. Out yeah, there. drink it, drink it, buy it all the time. Yeah, but I think that the most important thing. I think um, short of the obvious ones, like mm -hmm. don't do stupid things like drive and do all that stuff. But um, on, a, on a kind of like on a deeper level, personally, just thinking about your short amount of time here, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. you want to have less and less and less regret as you get wiser, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the same as failing. You want to mm -hmm. fail a lot, but mm -hmm. you don't want to have a lot of regret, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that um, personally, like it's it's driven me to have 
plenty of those uh, feelings or mornings and stuff like that. And um, the one thing that I try, especially now with kids and like, you know, I'm a representative of, of, of my family and my Mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to overdo it because you don't, you can't control it. You Yeah. can have all, you know, you can have a plan Yeah. and then you get punched in the liver Yeah. and then, and Literally. then, Yeah. and then you go, oh, well, that sucked. That's not the way I wanted that to go. That's not the way the meeting should have gone or blah, blah, blah. Mm hmm And so I think that the most important and at least personal in this stage in my life where I'm trying to, you know, cement a career and be a role model for, for not just my kids, but, you know, for other aspiring, uh, you know, fathers and whatever, just don't act a fool too much, you know, like get silly. But as soon as you start doing things that you regret too often, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta tone it back. And I've never been a proponent of quitting. I, obviously it pays my bills, but moderation has always been great, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there is definitely uh, circumstances where I think people just need to take a hard look at how far they let themselves go and how Mm-hmm. often and uh, just be mindful of that. Like, think Mm-hmm. about it. Just, just think about it, Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so my, that would be my advice. Just, just think about what you're projecting out Oh, there. yeah. I love that you bring that point up about like drinking in terms of like in front of of who you're presenting yourself as in front of like coworkers or whatever. And I've always kept that in mind. Like anytime we, I've been like it, I mean, it's a different standpoint when you're working in alcohol. It's like, you know, you, you're drinking it or whatever. It still can be in moderation, you know, but um, I know for myself when it comes to like what I do, I don't drink with my coworkers. at all Mm -hmm. strategically Mm you just know that potty potty's no gonna happen no see and, and I think it's because there's a different <laughs> there's a line of being with your coworkers, and then there's a line of being outside of it right right so like if I invite you to my house then that means I have this trust in you to be here so if we're drinking and we're here or whatever you know it's it's, it's whatever but at the company Christmas party. I'm not, I'm not drinking. Yeah, yeah, And smart. I mean, my boss is there, you know, their boss and boss is there, you know, it, it it's, it, it's like all of these different layers that are, that are in the room or whatever. So I've never been the type that was like, oh, I'm going to drink at these particular events Smart. because I want that. I want you to have that, that balance and that distance, because to me, this is still work. Even though we're here to have fun, this is still work to me. So for me, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to have some water. Put a lime in mine. Make people think I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, We're a mocktail. not, make yeah, it sure it's sparkling. right, right. Exactly. And so, you know, and I think that that's where that healthy balance of it kind of comes in. Because if I'm, if I'm in this space and now I have to drink to let everybody know, okay, yeah, yeah, I like it. Of course. Uh-uh. I'm now going to be sipping. You're going to see me with the same one all night That's long. that's it. Yeah, because That's it's going it. to be like that moderation point of it. So, yeah, that's that's great that you It's good to draw that line it um is. and recognize that like it's weird because even if you didn't do anything stupid if you don't remember it you you don't know and that's another level of anxiety Oh, you know exactly. and so it's what you know we're all we all over consumed at some point Mm-hmm. and i definitely have done my fair share of it and and it's just kind of that's that's where i'm at now and i'm sure it'll evolve and i'm getting a little bit more into like the health component <laughs> you know Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so i'm just kind of like you know there's so much more time to do a lot of these 
um, this research on the, the adverse effects. By the way, I'm not saying that there's not positive effects of it. I reap the benefits of positive effects all the time, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I make sure that I'm tailoring my relationship with, with it to mm -hmm. produce positivity as opposed to yeah. let inhibitions go and then it gets, gets too slippery. Yeah. Be careful. You just, gave, you just gave me a great idea for another episode we can do. In terms of like the positivity side of alcohol, because we already did like a myth buster. Honestly, on it's it. so, I think, and this is maybe this is a hot take, but I think that there's not enough talked about about having a really healthy relationship with the drink. Mm. It's not. And some of the great things that can actually happen. I've experienced great things catching a buzz with my friends, you know, like, yeah. and I've had mm -hmm. great conversations, introspective conversations. I'm having it right now. And it's, you know, like, that's you, you can't throw that out you can't throw right. out the baby with the bathwater. you know like mm -hmm. exactly you gotta recognize that <laughs> not too. the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> did i even use that right correct you me. did i think so but it's it's still hilarious just <laughs> to visualize i'm, look at I'm a visual like, person is that right? i'm a visual person so <laughs> when you said it i just seen the baby just flying out with the bathwater. Flying out, don't the throw babies. Flying out the window. Don't throw don't babies. Don't throw babies away. <laughs> don't throw babies away. But yeah, that is that is such a great point. I, I love that you you kind of uh, brung that up because it is. I think mm -hmm. that we don't talk about enough of the healthy way and the the fun times that that do center around alcohol. Right. Like, this is the reason mm -hmm. why it's still here. Culturally. You know, the, yeah. yeah. Culturally. Mm -hmm. Even the most rigid and strict um, cultures that for the most part, demonize it, still have room for it. I mean, Catholics, mm. think about that. Drink they all still, the time. They still do the wine <laughs> during church service. You They're know what I mean? They're not even so. eating that much. You <laughs> give them a little cracker to right. soak up all that 14% wine? I know. <laughs> Jeez. They it's get not, loose because they get quality. loose. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I ain't in for the quality, I ain't for the representation yeah, yeah. of the blood, right? Oh, you get loose? You know what you want? Right. The hats coming around. <laughs> Speaking of of culture, yes. what like in your own culture, how has alcohol like played a part? In my culture, as far as like uh, like my Mexican heritage, yeah. Um, well, it's, I mean, we're heavy drinkers. We've always been known to uh, to. It's weird, right? But like, I, I don't. I, it's hard not to say it without sounding like it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But we've. Tequila, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and beer has always been a very, very big part of the Mexican culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the United States, Mexican beer is king, you yeah, know? Yeah, it is. So, yep. no offense, Budweiser, like, we're the, we're the kings. <laughs> right, you know. Just because you put it on your can full. Right. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I think the Mexican lager, uh, the Mexican beer craze has been a telling of how much a part of it it is in the mexican culture mm -hmm. um yeah look again we go back to the same thing it's like it, it could it could derail you yeah and it could it could definitely um crash a party yeah. but it makes it definitely makes a party yeah right and you know shout out to three punks and steve-o and kevin what they're doing you know they've embraced that they've embraced that kind of this is family party oh, beer yeah. And it's 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 a beautiful thing if you think if you look at it from a particular vantage point, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. The 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 timidness goes away for a lot of people, oh, yeah. and that social lubricant thing is great, mm -hmm. especially if you're trying to get to know somebody and you know that they have a story to tell. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And you just can't get it well, out of them unless they story. have exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then some people just don't really feel comfortable telling it. Mm-hmm. But their story needs to come out, or their ideas and their opinions need to come out. And for a lot of people, the only way to do it at the dinner table or at the uh, at, in, in social settings is to get a little bit of of booze in them. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's it's awesome because yeah. you're you're it's kind of like a cheat code. You're unlocking something that they can't unlock themselves. But you're exactly. you're 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 using this beautiful way of manipulating nature right because that's all it is it's yep. not like it's not like synthetic right it's, you know right. it's not like it's not in a bile we're right. using legit organic stuff i mean mm-hmm. organic mm-hmm. but you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of like it's it's still just four ingredients and we're, right. we're 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 playing alchemist turning this water into gold yeah. and it's unlocking certain things about certain people that mm-hmm. some are, are great and yeah. i think the mexican culture has been able to really promote that i mean we party Mm-hmm. Why not? We right. party, we right. celebrate. Via de los muertos, even you know, bringing a, a thirty rack to a funeral. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, look, this is short. Right. You know, have a good time. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's so true. Do you think? Do you find that also like with podcasting, in terms of like, you know just podcasting and drinking? Because I know that that's what we we find that to be easier too. In terms of lowering that inhibition, not trying to say that we're trying to get everybody drunk on here, but kind of are. It just, it's okay. There's a martini just, glass right. on your <laughs> on your logo. It, but it does, it does allow us to kind of. It just brings it to a more loose feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Than yeah. like a normal talk show where it's like everybody's stiff, everybody's like just talking, mm-hmm. and you know they're like answering the questions, they're searching for it in their minds. And all of this, and then if I give you a little bit of alcohol and I ask you a question, then it's just going to be like, you know what? Let me just talk from what yeah. my heart is right now. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? I think yeah. that's beautiful. A lot of people would say that that's uh, unfortunate that you need it, but right. but right. It, it, it's not that you need it. It's just that it's nice. It's nice that you know that that can unlock that particular part of you. Exactly. And if that's uh, and if you use it right, it could. It could aid you in your life, in your career. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Like you could definitely, maybe you need a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of this before a pitch, a big pitch. Maybe the nerves are too much for you to bear sober. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to do drunken pitches. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like well, you, sometimes you just need to get a little loose up there, and and, yeah. and it's great. Mm-hmm. And and if that's how it, you can make it work for you, then good. I think what you're talking about and what your show. And I've listened to some of the conversations that you two have had about this, um, and I'm glad you're having these conversations. It's about like, what are the bad things? What are the good things? Can you use this as a tool? Yeah. Like so many people think that this is just a libation that you just go kick around, mm. dig, find your beach. But for exactly. a lot, for, but but if you dig deeper, it can make food better. It can make your relationships more, uh, you know, at least uh, colorful. We'll say, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, it depends on how you want to, if it's good or bad. But make what a I'm saying, game so fun. Yeah, you want to? You think when a scrabbled boy? Right. <laughs> Smuggle all in there. Crack open a yeah, crack open a handle of tequila and then play some scrabble. Right. You're gonna lose track of what words actually right. mean or how to spell. But it's gonna be fun. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a big proponent for for looking at it uh, pint half full kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna go back to like a little bit about like working in the alcohol industry mm-hmm. and how challenging or like difficult it can be as far as like that teetering on that line because like employers like of breweries or wineries or, like they want their their employees to know their product yeah. and like taste be able to it. taste it yeah. talk about it yeah. have relationships like friendships or you know like with their 
um, with their, you know, colleagues, like mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it can be a challenge, like working in the alcohol industry where you, you yeah. don't necessarily, like, if you're not drinking the product that you're making or being able to talk about it, like, you're not going to be very good over the bar. That's you very know? good point. And mm-hmm. so, but you have to be, be able to also have that, like, ability to be like, this is still my job and this is yeah. still my yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, and man, I'm still representing, like, and I see, I've seen that at, like, festivals. And I think that's where I see it more as far as, like, that challenge mm-hmm. of, like, employees at festivals where it's, like, everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, trying each other's beers and all this stuff. And then it's, like, oh, like, where does the line draw between, like, having fun versus, like, work in the event? That's Can very be good very, point. very, it's very tricky. blurry. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It's a fine line to walk, uh, at least straight. And... It's, I think that I think that the only answer to it is to, again, re- go back to identifying what your relationship mm-hmm. with the booze is. Yeah. And making sure that, look, listen, I can crack open a, uh, I can crack open a beer right now. Or I can, I can have a, a few tasters and I'll be mm-hmm. fine. Right. And we all know what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we all know really when it's starting to, to become not fine. Right. Exactly. Um, and then, but, but you're already on like, you're already, da- you're, you're already on a roll. Mm-hmm. Um, the industry is, is very tricky because you have a lot of, there's always old school guys that got to figure it out. They can handle it. Mm-hmm. There's new people in the industry. Mm-hmm. that are really excited that maybe they can't. Mm-hmm. And then there's in between. Or they are trying to figure it out. They're trying yeah, to figure, they're it, trying out. To figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and it takes time, like to figure out what your relationship. Like you were just saying, like reevaluating your relationship constantly is like oh, yeah. really healthy because every year, every moment, your life is different, and so your relationship with people or things or you know beverages can constantly change. And so yeah. it's not a one time I evaluated my relationship with alcohol right. thing. It's like that constant check in keeps that relationship healthy 100%. because because each alcohol like does a different thing to you oh you know what i mean 100 percent. Yeah, yeah like you could drink a whole bottle of wine and some people can be fine i know for mm-hmm. myself i could be fine i could drink a whole bottle and i'd be like all right we good Whoa. go you yeah <laughs> but if i have like i know that with like tequila for instance because that's one of my favorites in gin i know that it's very limited yeah i know mm-hmm. i can feel that that stopping point i could be like mm, yep we're done Mm-hmm. We're finished. Yeah. When some yeah. people, I, I'm always, you know, curious about like how people don't know when that stopping point is or when they don't. And I think it's because of the way that their liver probably processes it too at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like eating food, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know you fool until you slow down. So if you keep eating and shoveling it in there, then you, that's when you get like the sick feeling and you're like, oh God, oh, wow. whoops. Right. Yeah, a, but if you slow <laughs> down. There's a, there's a lag phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, slow there's down a period of time. You, there's a exactly. lag phase where, you know, you're not going to feel it and, and when you feel it, you're probably, you're, 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 too, you're, you're done. too done. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're yeah, gone. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's it's also like how, like anything else, it's, it's, it's understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. It's understanding how you are going to react to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then the proper, uh, you know, preparation for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're going to a, a, a have dinner with your family mm-hmm. and you're going to have a beer or two, that's different than if you're going to prepare yourself to go to beer festival mm-hmm. and, right. and you right. go like, all right, well, I'm going to go. And we do it all the time with other things, right? Like we do it with making sure that we Uber there instead of drive. It's like, you, mm-hmm. you know how to plan. You know where you're going. 
You know, like no one's surprised. No one Ubered to the festival and then is super surprised that they got drunk. And I'm like, what happened? I'm like, bro, you Ubered here. I like, only you know, had you knew 17 what was samples. It's like at a beer festival. Yeah. And oh. you didn't have breakfast. You know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. So it, it, with that yeah. in mind, it's just kind of where you want to go and, and, and mm -hmm. knowing yourself when you get to those limits. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's a constant check, check yeah. in with yourself. Yeah. Say, yeah, maybe I shouldn't get, maybe I'm going through this or I'm going through that. I'm on medication. I don't know what it is, right, but you right. go like, maybe I shouldn't go that hard. Maybe I shouldn't drink at all. Blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Doesn't mean you can't be there, but I would say that it's difficult to, to master yourself to the point where you can control that to that level mm -hmm. where you have an amount that you're going to drink that you're not going to go beyond mm -hmm. or you're the DD and you have to just sit, you know, but you, it, it's, it's just strange. You know yeah. what I mean? It's strange mm -hmm. to be able to. It's, it's, it's really a strength to it. I mean, I commend my husband because he doesn't drink. So for him. He doesn't be, drink? Mm -mm. Look at you. You always so have he, a driver. I always, always. It's the perfect hmm. whole thing. I'd be like, yo, he'll pick us up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know, and so, um, yeah, because I, I, I know he did. He used to drink and he knew that alcohol wasn't his thing. Right. So for right. him to kind of come to that conclusion on his own to be like, you know what, this is. This turns working. me into something I don't like, you know. That's and then to go, the yo, I'm I'm done. I'm not doing it. And still be in the spaces where alcohol is and still can be like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. That's it, tough. That's a I real mean, strength. I can't say I have even mastered that, but like, I just, I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. And if the you pay only way I can it, do that is if I'm sick. <laughs> that's maybe. Is it? That's for and then me, I'm it's asking, a maybe. And then I'm asking for like a, like a, Hot toddy. I was gonna say. Yeah. That's exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> and then I'm asking for a hot toddy at that point. So it's you know I I really commend people like him and him for being you know for yeah, being able to be tough. in those particular spaces and go. What's more I'm impressive is that he figured it out. Yeah. You know, not mm -hmm. that he took a stance or a hard line, but he just mm -hmm. kind of had a conversation with himself and mm -hmm. said, "Hey, listen, this is not what I want to do for yeah. X, Y, and Z," and yeah. that's. I think that might be the most important part. Yeah. Um, I've always been teeter-tottering on between self-mastery mm -hmm. and like sobriety-oriented stuff uh -huh. and more of like a Bordanian, hey, it's yeah. one life to live. <laughs> right, right. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important. I think that's a good mm -hmm. thing to have. You want to, you want to, you want to always be in this beautiful medium between mm -hmm. those two, mm -hmm. right? Because there's something beautiful about adopting, let's say, the Anthony Bourdain, if you go to extremes, the Hunter S. Thompson kind of like kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then there's also something beautiful about like what your husband's doing. It's like, hey, no, this is, I'm self-mastery. Yeah. Like this is, I don't do that. And it's yeah. like, they're both great. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they both have something to offer, I mean. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, last question before we get into your drinking story. Oh, um, <laughs> I need all of that stuff I said about moderation. Let's go ahead and toss that out the window. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I kind of want to know, like, how does uh, Ballast Point differentiate the, themselves from like other craft beer brands in terms of its approach to community and culture? Uh, oh, good question. And what sets that brand apart? Um, well, for me, I'm obviously going to give you a, an answer that's biased, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, 
the unfortunate. I mean, that's why we said malice point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like yeah, right. I, I, know, I, I try in in these particular circumstances, mm -hmm. especially because you know I've been I've been in the industry for ten and a half years now with Ballast, mm -hmm. always with Ballast. Mm -hmm. I didn't work for another brewery prior, um, but I just been with Ballast Point, and I I've been able to befriend a lot of other. Uh, people in the industry that I yeah. respect and I look up to and I emulate a lot of what they're doing and try to bring it into what we want to do. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like, what are we doing that's different? I mean, I think we're upholding a, a degree of, um, like to be one of the forefathers of the brewing industry. Yeah. And I, I don't mean four. Mm -hmm. I who knows I know how many mean. they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like we were, we were there, right? The we beginning. were there in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a tall, that's like a tall order to maintain that um, integrity mm -hmm. to 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 be able to still promote quality in yep. in, in in who you are, quality in your product, um, in your standards of practices. I think it's really hard to do it for that long mm -hmm. um, because the the industry has evolved so much yeah, that just... we've been playing catch up with it. And especially a brand like Ballast Point. I will say this. Again, you probably can already tell. I, I, I try to look at the pint half full, mm -hmm. right? And through all that Ballast Point has been through, mm -hmm. I think we're a better brewery for it. Mm -hmm. I think we've been able to learn a lot even from constellation brands we were able to learn what they're they're doing something right yeah. not everything right but they're doing something right and i think that we were able to kind of like poke and prod and pick out the pieces that i think would work and for us and help us and then and then leave everything else behind and mm -hmm. just know that we had exposure to it mm -hmm. and that we know how to identify the gas in the kitchen you know yeah um and then so i think to answer your question, I think what we've been able to do really well, it actually really doesn't have to do with our standards of practice or our product because I don't think we've ever, we've, we haven't fucked with that. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. We're like, we make good beer. That's what we do. Yeah. It might not be the beer that you like. It might not be the style that you like, blah, 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 blah but we make good beer. Mm -hmm. And all of our contemporaries do too. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that what we've been able to do though with a peppered history that we have mm -hmm. we've been able to still kind of like hold our heads up high mm -hmm. and say hey look listen i know this and i know that and we understand this yeah. and i get you but we're still only yeah. we're only doing what we think is best yeah you know mm -hmm. and and i know that sounds like a cop-out answer because everybody does but i will tell you not everybody does mm -hmm. you know people think that everybody has those um business practices and that's their mm -hmm. business mantra there's a lot of fluff out there. Mm -hmm. And you and this, the more that you're in this industry, not just in San Diego, but everywhere, the more that you get, you rub elbows with people that you're like, oh man, like, I know what you're saying, yeah, but that's not what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I can't say that we've, we, we, that we've always been accurate, mm -hmm. but we've always been pushing towards that. Yeah, that's like, like your true north. That's our true north, yeah. you know what I mean? We used to, uh, or we have a, a a mantra or a model or whatever you want to call it, but like we brew what we like to drink. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so simplistic, but in a land of people trying to brew hype beers because they think that they're gonna sell. sell um, and I'm not saying that we're not guilty of that. I'm just saying that mm -hmm. if it, you need to have an overwhelming amount of security with who you are. Yeah. Um, to be able to 
be authentic. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like to, mm-hmm. to, to project to the, 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 the public, but more so to your, to, to your neighbors, yeah. your contemporaries mm-hmm. that, Hey, look, we're still this. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to prove it. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people come back around and say, Hey guys, you know, we didn't give you, we, you know, we, we were quick to judge you or yeah. we didn't read the story completely mm-hmm. or we didn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. We just made an assessment. Mm-hmm. We made a judgment based on who you were affiliated with. And I think that's, I think that's smart. I mm-hmm. think you should do that. Mm-hmm. I think you should be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, but you give people or companies the opportunity to kind of prove themselves. Yeah. And, and to tell, like, to and going back to what you said earlier about like just telling your story. Telling story. I mean, that's what I love about mm-hmm. this platform is that we give people those opportunities to kind of just put a face to their names what people are experiencing there, what type of brand it is, and then just kind of go. Yeah, yeah, and our new owners have been able to do that. They, yeah. They're wild, yeah. and they're good, and they're great, and they have that kind of thing that we started off as, which is yeah. this mitigated risk. You know, we have to be smart, but there's also a lot of rolling of the dice mm-hmm. because that's the only way that you're going to be anything in this mm-hmm. industry is mm-hmm. that if you're taking risks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes does, that, does that even oh, yeah, answer yeah. anything? That did. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. great. Um, one more question, though, before I go to the drinking story, <laughs> because I love this question. What do you think is the most overrated alcohol? Fuck. Um, overrated? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you what I hate. I hate Malort. Malort sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Chicago. I got tricked into Malort. I got tricked into Wait, Chicago. tricked into it. I got tricked into Chicago handshake. And that's oh. when they give you like a a, a, a thing of old English mm-hmm. or old style. I forgot what the what the beer's name is. And then they give you the Malort. Um, it's, it's it's almost like a rite of passage, I guess, mm. in a weird way. But I, I thought so. And then everybody started laughing after I took it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, this is oh. a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that idiot. So, so, yeah, I felt dumb. But then I also like, I woke up the next morning with like a lot of hair on my chest. And so I was oh, like, so that- all right. <laughs> Overrated. I, that's a tough one, man. Because I, so obviously I think we all know that, that I get asked all the time, like about kombuchas or mm-hmm. um, non-alcoholic beers and stuff like that. I, I love all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I, I dig them all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Overrated was is probably seltzers mm-hmm. done in big corporate fashion. I think so. Ooh, mm. that's a good one. Like the metallic y there, there's, there's a place for seltzers done right. I, I've, yeah. I've had great seltzers. Yeah, there I've are never some really good thought about it yeah, like that's that, a but good when one. you said it, I was like, I I the same. I feel the same. Yeah, that's a good one. I it's just it's it's once you see kind of like how the sausage is made in in, in that realm, yeah, um, I think you start like, uh, eh, I could probably do something else. Yeah. Um, but I've been to plenty of like smaller breweries um, that are making seltzers because mm-hmm. they sell, but mm-hmm. they're doing it in a fashion that I can agree with and, mm-hmm. and they're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not a no seltzer. It's a know how you make it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's that goes for everything, but I think mm-hmm. that it is that is my answer. It's like, Get off the, the 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 seltzer craze when it comes to that way of manufacturing it. Yeah. You know, and I I understand the no laws when there's white claws and that they're fun and 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 
And it's fun. It's fun. There, I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard that, but that's a good okay. One. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make that up. So I did not make that, that was up. was yours. No, no, no. That's not mine. I don't I do not want to be associated with um, That's your tagline. With my Yeah, okay. Right. All right. Well, I look, I'm not I'm not just kidding. Anything that starts with there's no laws when I'm kind of already in that. I like that. Right, kind of right, stuff. Right. But um like I said, I, it, that's a weird, it's a weird question for me because I don't really hate on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, even even the white claws. I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious, but like, there's a place for them. Why not? Like, I, have I, some I, fun. Think, I, I think that that could be that could be put into any type of like alcohol that's over commercialized. I think that that it gets overhyped mm-hmm. for like no reason. Mm-hmm. And then when you start looking at like the local yeah. things or people who have like a more small smaller type of business around it and that's when I'm like this is it well I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is the story like there is no story behind mm-hmm. White Claw that people are connected exactly. to or some of these like larger brands like or like hyped alcohol brands like yep. that's a good point there isn't that story there isn't that connection and mm-hmm. then you go into find that in your community or regionally or something mm-hmm. and you're like oh now I have a connection and now I have a story and that tastes better yeah because of that mm-hmm. yep and also because it's probably a superior product. Yep. But like there isn't a connection to that those larger alcohol brands in that way because there's no true story. There's no like authenticity or genuine story behind the brand. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's not part of the way that they market them anyway. Exactly. Right. They're not right. trying exactly. they're not trying to create a story no. and a connection except Mm-mm. Budweiser with the horses. Yeah. They <laughs> The it's Clydesdale. a different world. Yeah, the, you know, the, the, the Clydesdales. The yeah. Clydesdales and the Dalmatian yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a little, that um, kind of works. But I think, though, that, like, and this is kind of what I, this is kind of my, my stance mm-hmm. on, on any alcohol, really. Anything, really. Mm-hmm. I don't knock anything if somebody's very excited to, to share it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Yeah. I'm not. I'm not Is that guy. Shit? Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Look, hey, hey, if Johnny Knoxville is gonna take me to a bar so that he could tell me a, a few stories, and he orders me a, you know, a Budweiser or something like, like that, drink that, I'm not gonna be like, hey, uh, thanks, man, real quick before you start your story. Can I get a and then yeah. you know, go? Yeah. Like, not, if I go to backyard barbecue and I open up the cooler and there's just beer that I hate, I will have a beer, and if, mm-hmm. if especially if it's if it's something that mean something to the host mm, you know what i yeah. mean it's like i'll have it man and and i won't knock it i yeah. won't knock it i won't make fun of you people think that people think that i i'm going to judge people based on what they drink and i do mm-hmm. but it's not to their it, face. it's not like not to their face <laughs> i sometimes do no no and I, I i mean i just think if i know you well enough i will yeah yeah, yeah. i'll give you shit. shit i'll give you shit <laughs> but like i i like better i like hanging out having uh great conversations more than i like you know, beating somebody down about mm-hmm. their preference and things of, yeah. of, that of makes beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Right. To me, it's yeah. weird. That, that makes sense. All right. So we're at my favorite, other favorite part. Drinking favorite story. Yeah. Drinking story. So you can tell us any story that involves drinking. It could be a fun night. It could be something that was inspiring. It could be how you was brought yeah. together by something yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Hmm. I know exactly what story okay. because it's it's the and it's not like rambunctious and the hangover or anything like it's 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 a little bit more serious but it means a lot to me and uh-huh. and, and uh, oh we love these that's two. kind of that's kind of what 
what I'm about. Um, mm -hmm. So people ask me all the time what my favorite beer in the world is, right? They always go, oh, okay, so what's your favorite beer? You know, your brewery, your crap beer, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I always say it's Negra Modelo. Negra mm -hmm. Modelo is my favorite beer. It's my Lonely Island beer. It's my mm -hmm. death row beer. Mm -hmm. It is the beer that I, if I can choose it, mm -hmm. that will be my last beer, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the last thing that I want to go out on. And they, they, everyone's perplexed. They're like, what? I mean, it's good, but what? So I mentioned to you that my dad's from Guadalajara, right? Mm -hmm. And he took me on, on, on my first trip out there to go see where, where he's from, mm -hmm. right? And one of the things about my dad is that he was, he was born in Zacatecas, Mexico, no shoes on his feet, Kind of like the great American story, right? Mm -hmm. He was able to to start a, a company. So I know you heard a lot of that when you were younger. Oh, they don't let you forget it. Right. They do not let you forget it. Look, <laughs> even, even no he's gone and he still has right. me communicating. As a, <laughs> right. you know, I did. Uh, and, yeah, telling that story. <laughs> right. um, and so, so we go to Guadalajara and my dad is actually, he used to work um, in a a town that's on the outskirts of Guadalajara, mm -hmm. uh, a little town called Halos. I mean, it's like a little Coco-esque kind of town, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're having one of the best trips ever. And this is the first time that my dad's able to pinpoint and show me around. And this is what I used to, where I used to work and that's where I used to eat and stuff like that. So we go to this small town. And then in this little town, there's like a plaza. And I'm kidding, I'm not kidding. It's like super tiny, but super beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then as we're walking around in the plaza, there's a bar, there's a pool hall. Mm -hmm. It's a pool hall. He goes, hey, let's go in there. Let's go in there and, and, and hang out for a little bit. So, oh, okay, cool. So we're going to the pool hall. And this place is awesome. It's mm -hmm. like old. There's no one under the age of like 150. <laughs> it's like they're all smoking cigarettes, playing right. pool. Right. I'm me. So there's like a, like a scratch of the <laughs> thing. Like, the, looking. <laughs> hell's this guy? Right. And, you know, it's just. Youngin. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite kind of spot. Mm -hmm. It looks grimy. There's hardworking people in there mm -hmm. that are in there just to have a smoke, a game of pool, and a beer, right? Mm -hmm. And so we go to the bar, and my dad sits me down, and uh, the, bull, the, the bar stools are, are stuck to the floor, right? They're not the ones that you can just move around. Yeah. So I sit down, and he sits down, and then uh, he goes, all right, hey, I'm going to go to the restroom really quick, uh, order, order a couple of beers. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he goes to the restroom. They don't really have much. Mm -hmm. But they have Negra Modelo on tap. And so I'm like, oh, you know, it's on tap. And I wasn't thinking too much of it. I like Negra Modelo at this point, mm -hmm. but I'm not in love with it. Mm -hmm. And so I get a couple of Negra Modelos. And my dad comes back and goes, hey, real quick, move, move uh, a couple of stools over. The bar was empty. So I'm just like, oh, why do I have to move? I was perfectly fine where I'm at right, right. here. And I'm like, no, no, just move, move, move. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So I grab my beer. I grab his beer. And I move a couple of stools down. And I'm sitting on the thing. And he goes, uh, I just want you to know something. And I go like, what? You're sitting on the exact seat in the exact bar stool that I was sitting in when I really decided to go to the United States, when I made the decision mm -hmm. to go to the United States. Aww. And in that moment, it doesn't matter what I was drinking, honestly. Yeah. I was just like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh, and I, like, I was just like, this is, this is something insane. Yeah. Like, you know, this is, this is the place. This is, this is the spot. Yeah. You know, and it really impacted me really, 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 really I've hardcore. Been there. And That's I never forgot that. For yeah, I never yeah. forgot that. And it was one of the best like experiences of my life. And the beer that I was drinking was Negra Modelo. Mm -hmm. And I never forgot that. It mm -hmm. was just the best thing that I had ever the lines were probably full of fucking diacetyl or whatever the hell. <laughs> and who knows? It was probably not the best pouring beer. Right. By the way, 
if you're listening to this and it's your bar and you take care of your lines, my bad. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't remember that part. Like, someone's in there like, oh, we clean the lines all the time. They have a great draft system uh, right. regimen, routine. Despite Ma the grime, smoke, and the... Yeah, 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 yeah. But our maintenance for, right. on top those tier. draft systems right. are top tier. How dare you, fool? But, um, so yeah, I took that with me and I never forgot that. I never mm -hmm. forgot that. And Negra Modelo yeah. will be my, my beer, my favorite beer for the rest of my life, probably, yeah. because of that. Yeah. So... That's that's my. I wasn't. I'm pretty sure I got drunk right after that because right. we were in Guadalajara, but it was the one that like that's the final real kind of thing. You know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And you know, funny enough, what we were talking about how we hope our product to impact somebody's life. They that Negra Modelo was that for me. They they, they, they don't know who I know am. Right. Who the fuck is this right. guy? <laughs> yeah. But somewhere there's people that have these stories about your product and you're, you'll never know you'll it. You'll never but know you it. But you just got to imagine that the hard work that's being put into it is going to go beyond just what you think. Yeah, a product in a package. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I carried that, by the way, into Ballast Point. I carried mm -hmm. that philosophy Ooh. into it. It, it. it took me when I was on the bottling line and we were checking for straight labels and making sure that that the cap was on right and stuff like that. Like a lot of these little um, little nuances that most people don't care about. I took that as like, hey, you don't know where the six pack's going. Yeah. It can go and yeah. be a part of somebody's great experience. Right. And you don't want your product to interrupt that experience by being shitty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, anyways. that's good. That was a good one. That was good. That was really. I good. love that one. Yeah, it means a lot. And to have something, you know, to remember him by at that at the same time. Well, yeah. thanks for letting me share that because I, I always like love that story because um, it makes me remember, but it also kind of like, I like to remind people that beers, it's beyond beer shit. It is. You know, it's beyond yep. beer shit. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So where can, let's get to the point where, where can people find you? Well, Bounce Point, I mean, we have a few tasting rooms. Uh, the mothership is in Miramar mm -hmm. here in San Diego. That's where the main manufacturing facility is. Um, we have Little Italy that is a R&D facility too. So Chris Takeuchi heads the R&D facility mm -hmm. down in that neck of the woods. Awesome vibe. It's more of like a downtownish kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. um, we have a tasting room in Long Beach, which is probably the most beautiful tasting room that we have. Ooh. So a beautiful double decker restaurant, and it's, it's right on the water. It's right it? on the water. I've seen it. It is amazing. I didn't even know that that's what it was. Oh. And now I remember the name. It just flashed in my head. Yep. I, I know that what it said. I know exactly what it said. the dopest one. Yeah. Not just for Ballast Point. I would say that's one of the dopest spots. It's beautiful. Uh, yep. It's right on the water. It's on the dock. So, like, you yep. can be in your boat, post up, anchor, whatever the hell you call it, come up, grab some beers, go back. It's, it's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the food's great. The staff is super knowledgeable and um, it cranks and it's just beautiful, like on a sunset, stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. So we have that tasting room. Now I got to go in there purposely now. Oh, I, I yeah. remember walking past it. Let me know. It. Whenever yeah. you do, please let me know. And then we have Downtown Disney. So we are the only, as, as far as I know, we are the first and thus far the only brewery that's on Disney Ooh. grounds, at least in California. Mm -hmm. So there's beer in California Adventure. Like they, they'll serve you beer and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But we were asked by them. Yeah, if we were interested in opening up a tasting room with a little R and D system on Disney grounds, so if oh, you're yeah. on Dis, if you're in downtown Disney, mm -hmm. we're right there. You'll see Ballast Point, and it's it's pretty cool to have. Yeah, it's it. so close to Disney. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we just oh, we have our Linda Vista location, Homebrew Mart. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Homebrew Mart. I I can't sing their praises enough. Not only is that the original spot, mm -hmm. right? That's what started it all. Mm -hmm. All of our other locations get uh, our R and D beers. So like whatever Chris makes at Little Italy, all of our tasting rooms get it. Mm -hmm. But Homebrew Mart has a very smaller system. They have a one barrel system. So the only thing, the only way to get the Homebrew Mart exclusive beers mm -hmm. uh, that Matt and Jason and all everybody's brewing down there, it's only there. Mm -hmm. So if anybody needs an incentive or an excuse to go to Homebrew Mart, just know that you're going to find some really just beers that you can't really get at any of our other locations because yeah. there's such a small batch. So we get to be really creative. They're super good because these guys are really good mm -hmm. and you can only get them at Homebrew Mart. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just opened up a new tasting room in San Francisco. Whoa. So we just opened up that spot a few months ago. Yeah. Um, I went up for like just to tell the stories and mm -hmm. orient orientation and stuff like that. We have an awesome just crew up there that's really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Going into San Francisco was was uh, you know we were very careful about it mm -hmm. because it's San Francisco. You know they have such a great right. beer scene. Mm -hmm. um, history. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we worked with their guild. We're part of their guild now. Um, Lester and all the the guild team were very welcoming to us. We They gave us the opportunity to just kind of like, let us tell our story and yeah. what we're about and stuff like that. And it's been it's been a really warm welcoming, mm -hmm. but we are in, I don't know what zone that is, but we're, we're like near the Dropbox headquarters, mm -hmm. near Oracle Stadium, and then we're, we're near, we're right near the, uh, the Warrior Stadium. Okay. So um, you can- I have no- Geography. I just said that. I really don't know either. Okay. Yeah, I just like. I mean, just... I, I know because I've been up there a couple of times, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're in that okay. little cool hood. It's it's very it's very hip. Mm -hmm. Very um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's San Francisco, but it's mm -hmm. it's a cool spot. Yeah, it's super gentrified, but you know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and it's nice. It's nice. I get to yeah. walk the streets like yeah. after loving. Oh yeah. Um, it's definitely one of those spots. Yeah. Yeah. And you then, did it in Oakland, but you know. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and then other than that, oh uh, yeah, right. Oh, Oakland has some good beers, though. Mm -hmm. and, and other than that, you know, we have the website, mm -hmm. and you can follow us on social media. Ballast, I think Ballast Point has a handle for on Instagram for all of our tasting rooms. Mm -hmm. So it's the Ballast Point, and then there's, like, the San Diego, then there's the Long Beach, and then there's the okay. Anaheim, and then so on and so forth. So follow any of them that's, you know, proximal to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I have dedicated to the craft. You can find that on YouTube and mm -hmm. the podcast. Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, plug it on in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll plug fast. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Go check out. Hey, by the way, we just don't have, it's not just beer oriented. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had some really great guests on, um, some great conversations that I was able to have with some very inspiring people. Yeah. Um, and so I, I urge you to just not only find out what San Diego beer scene's all about from the beer guests, but also mm -hmm. a just random random personalities and figures yeah. that have joked that have uh lent their time out so that i can sit down and chat with them yeah and it's cool we've been having great conversations yeah and that's all i'm about i so. can only imagine i mean awesome. you definitely gave us a great conversation today oh i love it and i we love super it. appreciate it Jeff. thank I you for your time you. Thank, thank you for, your time. for being here yeah thank you thank we you appreciate it oh yeah and cheers coming in Enjoy I'm our empty, studio. So. You empty? You want a little bit more? There you go. There you go. Oh, look there at it you. Is. Sharon is Karen. Sharon is Karen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. Cheers. <laughs> and that's Odd Pairing. Thanks for listening and watching Odd Pairing. So please subscribe, like, 
rate and comment with your favorite drinking stories and curiosities about adult beverages. Yes. Cheers. I'm going to happy hour. Who's driving? Yeah.